Hi, this is Rob Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities, think exacta. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. Uh, again, I'm your host, Rob Kohansky, and today we have Lori Rifkin, CPA, owner of Clarity Management LLC, and a lunch with Lori. How are you doing today? Doing great today. It's a great day today. Isn't it, though? It is. I'm excited to be here. That's good. I'm excited to be here too, man. We're we're face to face. We're in the studio. That's where all the, all the good stuff happens. So what's been new? I mean, what's been going on with you? COVID um, stopped my old world and started a new world. I had a retool on a dime. I was in denial, like many people, for a couple of weeks that my norm was changed. Um, and then I broke down and said, I have to create a new norm. And I've been on that journey ever since. That's good to hear because, you know, I've seen a lot of people, um, like you said, either drop out, do nothing, or the, the, the rare leaders, as we call them, step up and do something. Yeah. COVID is what I call a great equalizer. Everyone's been put in the same boat to a large degree. And when things are equalized to um, bad economic times or political upheaval, it's a great time to create something because opportunities are out there to create the new normal. You just got to be willing to experiment and try to capitalize on it. Oh, no doubt. And then you can create the new normal. You are. And then you're in control. And then you're in control of it. That's right. So before we get into the nuggets of what we're going to talk about here, what's, you know, let the, let the listeners know a little bit of who you are and, you know, uh, what was, what's been your journey? My journey is interesting because I am a core introvert. So introverted that when I was a young child in my parents' house, when someone would ring the doorbell, it would petrify me that some person was going to be there. I'd run in the basement and hide. <laughs> and so uh, I'm an introvert. And my journey in life has slowly but surely taught me that if I want to go to where I want to go, I have to act as an extrovert, but I can still be an introvert in my core. And my life has turned into the journey. It's, at one time, it was the goal. I want to be a millionaire at 30. Well, I did that and then lost it all. So um, I, I've seen all extremes from severe illness, my wife almost dying, to making money, losing it. But at the end, as I got older and wiser, I realized the journey is what you really need in life because the journey exposes you to a lot. It really does. you know. And I appreciate you sharing a lot of that uh those things that to that journey that you go through, because I, I look at it as like, I, I'm somewhat of an introvert too, even though I do this, even though I'm out and about and I do a lot of things, but at my core, I'm an introvert. I was like, if you would have met me when I was a teenager or a young kid, I was that shy kid that just sat in the corner and just, you know, was, was to myself a little bit. And then uh, what really broke me a lot of that, it got me out of my shell was uh, uh, being in the army. Um, they, they kind of broke me of that. And I came back after, you know, doing my, my, my time in there, I was a little bit more outspoken. I was able to get a little bit more confidence and then be able to like get in front of people and talk to people and be more confident with it. So it does, it does take a bullet, but at the core, I, you know, I'd rather, you know, I'll sit in my backyard, hang out, have a beer by myself. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have a definition of introvert and extroverts. It might not be clinically hundred percent right, but if there was a networking event, an introvert 
will go and expend a ton of energy to talk to people, come home and I do, I have to sit in my reclining chair, turn off the lights, turn off all sound and recharge. My wife is an extrovert. She goes to the same event. She comes home and has to call 30 girlfriends and tell her all the people she met. Oh, geez. So really the difference of an introvert and extrovert is, is how you recover energy-wise from meeting a group of people. It's mm. interesting. I like that. I like that. So lunch with Lori, hashtag lunch with Lori. How did that get started? Um, it came from um, an MMAC golf outing. And I had the opportunity to ride a cart with Pat Miller, who's the the idea coach. Yep. But even before that, I want to tell uh, a secret of success for introverts. I signed up for an MMAC golf outing. I didn't have anyone in my foursome. So I had them send me the list of all the single people. I researched them all online on LinkedIn and picked three of the most interesting people. Even then, it was a crapshoot who I was going to sit next to. I sit next to Pat Miller. He tells me of the business he wants to develop, which now he's very successful at. And it, it didn't. what he said he wanted to do and what he was doing didn't match. So I, I have a thing called the Lori Pound where I started pounding him with questions. And, it, and like the 17th hole, he goes, I want to leave the cart because I'm sick of you. Um, <laughs> but, but here's what happened. He gets back to me afterward. He tells me the questions were right. It changed his whole business model. And he gave me a thank you. He gave me the lunch of Lori idea as a thank you. So because I wasn't pounding him to pound him, I was pounding him to drive him towards success. And I had three women mentors who took me out of my shell and they pounded me by making it required that I do things. There, it wasn't even an option. If I didn't do it, they weren't gonna help me. And mm -hmm. I sort of did it to Pat and say, if you wanna do this, then make your message unified. And there's a lot of risk in doing that, but if you do that to good people, and I, it was done to me, unbelievable results can come from that. That is cool. That is really cool. You know, sometimes you've got to have that and those tough questions asked to you in order to, you know, dig that out of you. You know, you might not like it, but if you do and you really look deep in yourself and reflect and go, you know what? Yeah, maybe I should be doing something different. And it's one thing. Here's the other thing Pat Miller told me, and it's really important for people to understand. If somebody helps you and gives you an idea, you're at a, a junction point then. You either take it and say thank you and do nothing with it or take it and say thank you and do something with it. And a good mentor like Pat said you have to do something with it. It was a requirement. And so I started using Lunch of Lori. I probably had 150 lunches or breakfasts one-on-one -on -one with people. And now I'm running Lunch of Lori events that are a different type of networking event, all from a chance, not, not a chance, because I did pick who I wanted to golf with, but a controlled choice led to a whole business idea. That's awesome. And when did this all start? In the last year. Just in the last year. And you've had over 150 one-on-ones since yeah, then. Yeah, I was doing five to 10 a week, breakfast and lunch. And now I do them virtually. Wow. So you didn't stop. You didn't let COVID stop you or anything like that. You just kept on going. COVID was the turning point because I couldn't do... Uh, the physical ones. And Pat Miller came to my rescue again and said, you have to go virtual. I resisted that. I had never done a podcast, a recording, a video, multiple events, nothing. And then I realized that I could do it. If I did the lunch of Lori and got it to where it was, I could do a virtual one. So I had so many people lined up before COVID. I had 40 people lined up for lunch of Lori. Plus I had my first physical event. I was doing a single de mile physical event where people paid to come and network and then everything stopped but now 
these virtual Lunch with Lori events, I do 20 people at a time so I can expose a lot of people to networking by how I believe networking should be done. That's really cool. So you took it. Is Have you been more efficient with the, with the Zoom or do you still prefer to be one-on-one? No, I like a combination of Zoom and one-on-one. The Zoom mm-hmm. gives you a wide exposure in an hour of time. Um, I could hit 20 people in a Zoom event. Um, I couldn't hit 20 physical lunches in a week. That'd be too much. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that would be. My clothes wouldn't fit. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So networking, what what is your philosophy on networking? Networking is finding interesting people to talk to for your holistic life. And that means people, most people I meet network to find a job or find business. I also network to find friends, to find people who have common activities, to f- find vendors I could use in my life. From my network, I got my interior designer who did my new house. I got my uh, designer who did my real estate project. I got my audio visual guy. I got my organizing person. So networking could give you people in your whole life. It could give you, if you had a medical emergency, it could give you a good doctor. So I have a holistic approach to networking. It's to meet interesting people from all walks of life. So when you go into a networking event, do you have, you know, some sort of intention and, and, you know, cause I know some people just go on and I've seen it happen. They're like, Oh, this handing out business cards and stuff like that. Do you go to an event, you know, say a chamber event or something like that? I mean, what is your, like your, what did you do prior to do that to get ready? And when you go there, you said you're looking to meet friends and in, in other businesses and stuff like that, but do you go in there with some uh, specific intention? I have a KPI of networking success, and it comes after the event. It's a number of one-on-one meetings that you get out of going to an event. So I do collect the business cards, but I do something different. I collect the business cards. I don't use a CRM. I probably should, but I'm rare. I use the business cards to create a LinkedIn post to promote the event the people, usually the unsung heroes, the uh, the people who actually put the, the event together for an organization, and the people I meet, and I, I tell a story about the event. So I use networking to tell stories. That's something else. Um, I've learned these things from going to other people's events. Someone told me that storytelling is a great way to do marketing. So my Lunch of Lori is about the story of the, the life stories of the people I meet. And I share their story. It's not just their business story. Um, because people like to see their picture online and like their story told. Because not many people get to have their story told. And I'm told a lot of personal stuff in these stories. Stuff that sometimes their close friends don't know about. Oh. That's what makes it unique. When you really question people to pierce in their soul... You learn a lot about them. That's a key, man. If you can tell a story and you can share that story, people love it. And people stay interested in those types of things. And you can put all the videos, all the facts that you want out there. But if you can tie it into a good story, it's even more better. And and it's I'm a contradiction from because I do a lot of work for banks and financial institutions. Uh, my lunch with Lori persona is different than my work persona when I'm doing a workout for a company that's not doing good. But at the end, they're both related because networking has given me a group of advisors that if I'm helping a company improve profitability or sell, I have a group of advisors who are pre-vetted that I could bring in to help. And so it shortens the cycle of finding help for people. That's cool. 
So do you are you do you pick and choose the, the networks there the the associations that you go to? I did originally stay into my um, to my core clarity business of improving profitability for companies, helping um, helping people with strategic plans, being a part time CFO. So I form I went to groups like Turnaround Management Association. Uh, Midwest business intermediaries. But then I realized I had to branch out because I have a concept called contra networking. You should always network once or twice a month with groups of people you don't normally do business with because it gives you another perspective. So I got invited to my web developer has a patio last year before COVID, a patio event, and they're all artistic 20-something people, and I'd be the old man in the group, but it was a different perspective on reality hanging out with them. So I highly encourage people to always pick some Contra network. So I expanded into, I joined the MMAC, I go to their network events. And then I started forming my own network events of very diverse people. Someone asked me today, do you pick who comes to your events? And no, it's first come, first serve. I'll have CEOs down to unemployed because the diversity of the people is the key to a good network event. Isn't that so true, though? I mean, and if you can sit there and, you know, like you said before, as you strip all those titles of who they are and have a real conversation with someone, that's when you can you can really talk to someone. Because if you come up to someone and go, I am the president of XYZ company, they might talk to you a little bit different than you just, hey, I'm Rob from off the street. Yeah, it is a difference. And, and something else in networking, you have to make yourself vulnerable. So I said I host these Lunch of Lori events. I asked 10 really personal questions, things like, what do you want on your tombstone? What are your fears? What's a hobby you want to try? What's a prank you want to do? And I lead off those events <laughs> by answering every single question myself. Because if you don't make yourself vulnerable as the people you're with or you're interviewing, you're never going to be real to them and get the real answers you want to get. That's so cool. So I, in your one-on-ones, it sounds like you, instead of, I want to say, like some people go to either find out about their business and more about or possibly try and sell or connect them. Like it sounds like you're doing more of a, a deep personal connection. Um, Pat Miller and others, there's like seven or eight people who are common into the same independently. I have learned to develop a series of questions like x-ray vision. I really do pierce in people's souls. I know their likes. I know their family. I know what they did as a kid. So usually I meet someone, they want to talk about their business right away, and I don't let them. I'll say, tell me about your family. Tell me about your kids. Where do you like to go on vacation? What do you like? What are your hobbies? Why do you have that hobby? Tell me your favorite charity and why. Because you really learn about a person through those questions, and they're I tell you, half the people are taken back by that because they think they're coming to get business. Right. But afterwards, when I write their story, they really appreciate it because people, some of the stories really have a, a positive effect on people. I've had someone yesterday in my, in my lunch with Lori event, I asked what, your, what her favorite charity was. And she said it's food banks. And then she gave the reason why. She says, I had a rough upbringing. We didn't have food on our table. That's why I do that. That's being vulnerable when you share that with 20 other people. But that's also being real. And people want to meet real people. If we live in a society where too much is fake Photoshopped. Yeah. <laughs> finding people and getting real with them is amazing. I, I have another story like that, if it's okay to share. Go for too. it. Go for it. I had a one-on-one with a lady, and I asked her hobbies and stuff. She, like, sits there for a second and doesn't answer. I said, well, what are your hobbies? What do you like doing? She And, and she's a smaller-framed, um, probably in her 50s female. She goes, I ride a Harley. 
but you can't tell anybody because no one at work knows I have that life. And she sends me a picture of her riding her Harley. And I missed the part, don't tell anyone. I did a post of her and her Harley. She called me afterward and was mad, but then said this, you know what? I'm so glad you exposed that part of my life because I've been shielding it for years and I feel good it's finally in the open. See, you know, that's, that's the whole thing is like, you got to be yourself. And, you know, it's like whether you're at work or you're out there out with your friends and stuff like that, you, you know, if you're hiding stuff, it just, it just makes things harder to do. Uh, I, I have a, a personality you either like or hate. I have a, um, one of my mentors is a personality profiler. And he always advised me to just tell what you are. I'm direct to the point. Um, I could come off sometimes maybe as condescending because I'm always questioning my knowledge base to yours. But at the end of the day, if you want help, I will roll up my sleeves and open up my portfolio of contacts to help anybody. All I ask that you take advantage of and actually work it. So I help people. I help underdogs all over. I help people in inner city. I volunteer there and I work there. I help people who are down in their luck unemployed. I want to help people who are down because they don't have a lot of help. They don't have a lot of friends. And when you're down and out, it's hard to pick yourself up out of the gutter. It really is. And it, you, you surround yourself with good people and, and being vulnerable and asking for help sometimes is hard. And being able to do that and, and, and connect with people, I think that that's that that's really cool that you do that. I mean, because it's that that takes something special. But there's a risk factor because most of these people don't ask me for help. I know they need help. Yeah. And I bring it to them. And there's a, there's a high failure rate. Twenty five percent of people are turned off by that. But here's something I learned in marketing. I, I'm a CPA, typical financial nerd. I have zero sales and marketing training. No formal training. But I learned sales and marketing from the street. And sometimes you have to sell yourself to your market and not worry about everyone else. So I'm like the cereal box in the cereal aisle where there's 100 cereals. I'm not for everybody, but in my market, I want to capture 89% of my market. There you go. You just you niche it down to the people that you can really talk yeah. to. And one really one of my uh, banker friends said, you're like a bottle of fine wine. Um, some people like it, some don't. And, and that's being real because... Not many people will say, you know, I'm not the right person for you. Yeah. Um, just not. I had somebody in my lunch of Lori yesterday, their company decided not to hire me, but they came and saw the power of what I do. So there's enough interest to learn it. You're not for everybody. You're never going to close every sale. You can. And if you think you are, you are really going to just be spinning your wheels a lot. I, I, I've run into that and figured out that I can't do that, too. So that's really cool. So... <laughs> With all this stuff that you're doing, and I mean, you're doing a lot. So, I mean, oh my goodness, where do we go here? What about, you know, your networking? It sounds like you're creating some courses. I am working on, I got invited to Pong. It's a, a group of unemployed people in Milwaukee. And they had saw my lunch of lawyers and wanted me to do a talk about networking. So I open up the bottle of vodka on a Sunday, the events on a Monday, and I write a 60-page um, summary of all the tricks and tips I learned networking the last few years. And I actually wrote it in very detail, like in a course format. I presented it and really helped people. I look at networking. Networking to me is a mathematical function. Most people don't look at it that way. There are, there are numbers and formulas in networking that you think you could change, but you can't. They're like laws. They're, they're fixed. 
And so I put it down, and now I'm working on commercializing it because if you do a Google search, there aren't a lot of courses on networking, um, especially with my Lunch and Lori where it's about people. It's rare. I ask everybody to tell me what they liked or don't like about my my Lunch of Lori's, and the number one thing they say, it's a different approach, and they like it because it's about people, not about getting something. And in my networking course, I have two terms. 95% of people start networking looking for the take. I call it the take. They want to take something from the network. Networks will not grant the take. They are designed to make you fail if you want to take. So you have to go into networking doing the give. Who could you help? Who could you promote? Who could you offer something to? And really, one of you, this word of advice I'll give to anyone who does networking, at the close of your meeting, you always have to say this, this. How can I help you in any way? That's the give. Yes. Love it. So what what gets you up in the morning and keeps you dry, keeps you drive? I always, I'm a, they call an architect personality. It's rare. Only like one or 2% of the population has it. Ever since a kid, I've been building things. I want to build something. I don't know what it is. I said before, the journey is the fun part. Maybe I'm building a journey that has a lasting impact on people. But I get up every day saying, what could I build? What could I do better? What could I improve? What could I change? And I do it to myself. Uh, one thing, I don't ask people to do things that I haven't done myself, um, which is which is hard. Um, how many bosses that people have had who tell you to do something and, and on a Friday and you walk away saying, that son of a bitch never did anything. Never did anything, thing. right? Yeah. So I won't do that. But again, if I've done it, you can't give the excuse how hard it is because I know how hard it is. Yeah. So I, I love that. It's like uh, I came up through the army, through the ranks of being uh, the little peon, little guy, the 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 E one private, all the way to a sergeant. So I know that. And I there's like you know, and I ran my squad. It was like there's nothing that I'm telling you now that I that telling you to do that I haven't done already. So I know. And that's that was huge. That was a big learning point for me when I, coming out of there. So that's really cool. So. Uh, what would you like people to do? What would be your call to action? Um, well, one, I host these virtual launch of lorries, and if you really want to connect with people and meet new people, I encourage you to connect with me on LinkedIn. I post under where the events are in the registration. Sign up because if you connect with me, at a minimum, you could go back and look what people's comments have been about those events. And I'd be a liar if I say down the road one day, I hope business comes from it, but it's not the front part. So... And people have gotten jobs out of coming to my events because it's not about asking for a job. When people learn about you have a common hobby, you start talking, someone goes then, what do you do? Well, I'm looking for a job. People have gotten resumes passed along. So it really is networking at a core. And I want to turn it into a business. So I want to expose people to it because one day I might say, here's a course. I need my network to help promote it for me because I'm a, a gorilla marketer, ground up, don't spend any money. So I want to help people now and one day um, when you help enough people in your network, then the network gods allow you to ask for the take. And I'm getting closer and closer to that pivot point where I go to my network and say, now I need this. I've helped hundreds of people. Now here's a favor I need in return. So what is that favor that you're looking for right now? Spread the lunch of Lori word. And if you know companies that need help restructuring, making more money and retooling and repivoting after COVID, let me know. 
appreciate that. So there's that. And I'm also going to throw out there too. I want to thank Exact Corporation for this fine studio that they gave me. Think possibilities, think exact. Uh, so we're going to have a little bit of fun here. Not that we haven't had fun already. We're going to do some, uh, just some rapid fire questions and just going to just random stuff and no right, wrong answer. I just make stuff up as I go (laughs) (laughs) and have some of that before that, but you get to ask me, uh, um, you can ask me one question, anything you want and I'll do my best to answer. I want to know what drove you to start this podcast. Oh my goodness. It was, uh, and I tell this story a lot and it's, it was, it was an accident and it started off as um, kind of a hobby, but then um, I rebranded myself. Well, it's been almost two years ago. I didn't even celebrate my anniversary because of COVID. I, oh, I, no. I didn't even think about that. Now that you think about it, my my anniversary date came and gone. That's not right. You owe your wife a gift. <laughs> not that for the, the podcast. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, okay. that, that she can wait. No. <laughs> 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 no, I got that date down. But, you know, it's, it's a passion of mine to sit down here and hear your stories. And it's, it's, I tell people is if you want a commercial, go down to channel six or wherever your news station is, I'm sure they'll do a good commercial for you. But this is this, the purpose of this is get to know the person behind what they do and why they do it. So this is where I get to find out. And this is my personal little university, if you call it. So I get to learn about people and I go back and I listen and I'm going, oh my God, that was great. I go back to my notes, so all this stuff in here. So eventually I'm turning all this into a book. And so you have the audio version of the one-on-one Lunch of Lori concept. I do. That's amazing. I do. I love it. So I can go back to that or anybody can come back to that at any given time. It's always going to be there. And that's what I really love about it, you know, sharing people's stories. You know, and it's like, you know, the people that come in here and they got the passion to really, you know, open up and be vulnerable about who they are and then what they do and, and more importantly, why they do it. And I think that's huge. And I thank you for sharing your story today. You're welcome. All right. So we're going to get some uh, rapid fire questions. We're just going to just pull them out of here and see what, uh, let's see what we have your favorite day of the week. Sunday. Sunday. Why? Because I usually sleep in Sunday morning a little bit. Sleep in a little bit. What is sleeping in a little bit? Was it like eight or nine? Eight or nine. That's pretty good. If I could get past seven o'clock, that's a good weekend for me. <laughs> uh, what's your super strength? Super strength is persistence and perseverance. Persistence and perseverance. I love it. I like it. First celebrity. First celebrity crush. Oh my God! I think it was Annette on Mickey Mouse Club. Annette on Mickey Mouse. All right, oh, I, 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 you know, no, I'm, I'm trying to go back because I used to watch that every single day. I don't, the little ears, it, the little ears. Was it was it the the morning or afternoon show? I think it was. I, the, I can't remember. I that. think it was the afternoon show. I have, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll keep going here. <laughs> Favorite season, Annette from. The I'm a Mouse. winter person, tried and true. Really, I can't stand winter. I love. I can't wait for snow and cold. Really? Why? No mosquitoes. Oh, you must live out in the woods. I like the woods too. You like the woods, so I like that's say. I'm that, a snowboarder and skier and cross country uh, skier. See, and there's snowshoes, snowshoes so. like that. Yeah. See, I prefer the summer and the warm winter weather. So, because I, I don't have mosquitoes, I live in the middle of the city, so I'm I'm good there. All right. Uh, do, do, do you believe in fate? In fate. Fate. I am a hundred percent believer in fate. Things happen sometimes in the universe, and you just don't know why. Okay. Who has it easier, men or women? I think men have it easier. Men and women, okay. Well, I appreciate your honest answer. Some people really skirt around that and just don't want to answer that question. 
Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find one to drop the mic at. All right. Uh, name two of the seven dwarfs. I don't know. <laughs> I can't do that. I don't know that. I don't remember. You, you know what? That's probably no. you. You remember uh, Annette from Mickey Mouse you Club. You crush crushes you never forget. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the dwarves, I haven't, had a new, I haven't had a need for the dwarves. I don't know their names. Oh, my God. All right. So we're going to leave You got that. me on that one. All I don't right. get stumped off. Sounds like, oh, I think sl- Sleepy and Droopy. I think those are sleepy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So that wasn't even my list. So here we go. Lori, I really appreciate you being on the show. Make sure you guys reach out to him. Hashtag lunch with Lori. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming into the studio one-on-one and sharing your story. Make sure that, um, um, again, you reach out to him. Give us your feedback. We always like your feedback here. If you like this show, all I ask is that you share it with one other person. Thank you so much, Lori. Thank you for having me today. It was great. 